1: TV comics, movie stars, hit singles and some toys. Trivia and dirty jokes, an evening with the boys. Once is never good enough for something so fantastic. Fantastic! So here's here's another Gilbert and Franks. Here's another Gilbert and Franks. Here's another Gilbert and Franks.
2: Colossal classic. Hi, I'm Gilbert Gottfried, and this is Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Frank Santo Padre, and we're once again recording at Nutmeg with our engineer, Frank Verderosa. Our guest this week is an actress, activist, and humanitarian who's been working steadily in films and television for the last six decades. TV appearances include... Run for Your Life, The Bionic Woman, Heart to Heart, Dream On, Chicago Hope, Arliss, Providence, Cougar Town. and CSI. Among her memorable film roles are The Harrod Experiment, Pacific Heights, Citizen Ruth, I Heart Huckabees, and the Charlie Chaplin-directed A Countess from Hong Kong, in which she shared the screen with Sophia Loren and Marlon Brando. Her decades-long commitment to the well-being of animals began while filming in Africa way back in 1969, and the experience later inspired her both the Raw Foundation and Shambhala Preserve, an 80-acre habitat which protects and preserves the lives of lions, tigers, and other exotic creatures. But as an actress and performer, she'll always be known to audiences all over the world as the Icy (laughs) Blondes, Marnie Edgar, and Melanie Daniels in the classic Alfred Hitchcock thrillers, Marnie and the Birds. Her engrossing new memoir is called Tippy, and we're thrilled to have her here on the podcast. Please welcome to the show, Melanie Griffith's mommy <laughs> and Dakota Johnson's nana, the lovely and
1: talented Tippy
2: Hedren.
1: Oh, thank you. That's the best introduction I've ever had. Thank you.
2: Well, it's certainly <laughs> yes. the longest.
1: It is long, too. Yeah,
2: we we could also time. say... Uh, She's Dakota Johnson's bubby.
0: <laughs> Dakota Johnson's bubby. <laughs> Tippi, we know you're a oh, busy you. lady, and we, we're very grateful that yeah. you took the time to do this.
1: Oh, well, it's my pleasure.
0: Thank and you. we love the book. We both read it.
1: Oh, I'm even more thrilled about that. <laughs> now, you, you started off first as a
2: model. I and did. How did you get into modeling at first?
1: Uh, Actually, I was uh, getting off the streetcar in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, coming home from high school. And a lady came toward me and handed me her card and said, Would you ask your mother to bring you down to Donaldson's department store? We'd like to have you model in our Saturday morning fashion shows. That's what started the whole thing. It was very dramatic, don't you think? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's ah, a, kind
0: of like those stories you hear about Lana Turner being discovered at Schwab. Abs- same at the thing. Yes. Yeah. Same thing. It's wonderful.
2: Uh-huh. And and so you were a model, a successful model for a while, and then you made the mistake of uh, having your thirty-first <laughs> birthday. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, that's about true.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. I and did. and
2: thirty-one for a model is like a hundred in is. model years. Yes. Yeah, yeah it's, you, a, you, you, it's a
0: very touching part of the book where you said you, you were looking for a second career. And when the call came, you were even thinking about taking a typing class and learning and learning some yeah. marketable skills.
1: <laughs> well, I had to do something. Right. You know, and I thought I didn't I don't type. and That's <laughs> that's that's kind of a, a prerequisite to getting a job anywhere except for the dramatic arts.
2: It's an interesting thing. So. You kind of and it's funny because you had the talent and beauty to take advantage of these opportunities. But the opportunities were coming at you pretty easily at first, like the Mm -hmm. modeling thing. They found you. Mm -hmm. And then out of nowhere, you got a a message when you were thinking of getting a second career that a famous director wanted to talk to you.
1: Yes, and that's exactly what happened. And, uh, I, uh, and I, when I got the call, I said, well, who is this person who is interested in me? And then she said, well, would you come down to our office and we'll talk about it? And uh, so I did. I went down over to the studio and um, uh, it was there in that office. And uh, I said, well, uh, come on, who is it? and uh, cuz they they laid out the contract and what the money would be everything and um and they said if you agree with all of this um we'll go down and meet alfred hitchcock
0: Wow. did you meet lou wasserman first yes yeah but was that the first the first meeting when they still uh, you said you say in the book they still wouldn't tell you and your own agent would, knew and wouldn't tell you
1: no nobody would tell me nobody how bizarre it, it became it became a, a game you know it was kind of funny. <laughs> Yeah. But I wasn't disappointed when I heard the name. Of course. And yeah,
2: when great. they would your tests, they were asking you some very strange questions. I thought so
1: too. <laughs> 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 Made me kind of mad, actually. Yeah. What what were they? <laughs> they asking were trying you? to he was trying to get me to um, uh, I don't know, show some kind of anger or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm sure that's what it was. Oh, so it's
0: really. kind of like an acting test to see if oh, they could. I, th- I think so. Yeah, get your goat and see what happened.
1: I think that's what they were doing, yeah. Like they were
2: phrasing it like, uh, you've had a lot of male friends in your career oh. and stuff <laughs> like that.
1: And... Yeah, it was really creepy.
0: <laughs> Wasn't that Hitchcock's yeah. lawyer that they, they sent in originally to meet with you? And ask all those inappropriate questions. That's what's oh in the-
1: yeah, that was a, uh, yes, and and um, uh, that was actually after I was in uh, I had been signed right. to the contract, right? And uh, you know, and this man really made me angry. In fact, I walked out of the room and slammed the door. I've never slammed a door harder in my life. Wow! I was so upset with the, with the accusations.
0: Right, <laughs> right, right. But it was was it a seven picture contract or a seven year contract.
1: It was seven years.
0: Seven years.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: And so your yeah. first movie then was was The Birds.
1: It was. Yes. And now that's taking on a lot for a, of <laughs> for course. a brand new actress. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, tough enough dealing with people, but then you throw in all those birds and it becomes a uh, something else. But
0: but 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 for, before that, he, he he had you. They they had you. Uh, they brought Martin Balsam in. They sent Martin Balsam across the country to do a screen test with you.
1: Yes, I mean there weren't any any actors in Hollywood who could have done that <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> had to fly Martin fly Martin Balsam in from New York.
2: And and they had uh, Hitchcock had seen you in a TV
1: commercial. Yes, it was a, a Seago commercial. You know the the diet drink. And I think I weighed all of 100 pounds when I did the commercial. Um, but it was a storyline. There was a story to it. I, I'm walking down the street and this little boy whistles at me and I turn and smile at him and it was really very cute. Uh, so anyway, that's the, uh, that's the commercial that um, uh, Hitchcock, I, I think it was Mrs. Hitchcock who saw it. On the and Today Show. On, I, don't, I don't really know where it was yeah. being shown.
0: Yeah, Get the Girl
1: that's kind of what it was
2: yeah interesting and mm-hmm. and then shortly into the film uh my favorite part of the book of course uh hitchcock attacked you
1: well he didn't <laughs> he, he didn't actually th- those are very strong words <laughs> um, he <laughs> he didn't attack me he just uh, uh, made it known of uh, what his intentions were, and I didn't appreciate it, and I rather stormed out of the room.
0: It's interesting in the book too. You you talk about when when the mystery was starting to be revealed. Your agent wouldn't tell you who it was. Lou Wasserman <laughs> wouldn't tell you who it was, and then you finally met Hitchcock, and you describe him in the book as as sh- shorter and rounder than you had that you had pictured or that you had imagined.
1: Yeah, actually, well, you know, we all have that that vision of him standing in the door with that profile, right? The famous you know, silhouette, his, right, f- right, yes, right? 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 His TV commercials, yeah.
0: You also describe him in the book as remarkably unattractive, which gave me a chuckle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, how would you describe him? <laughs> of course.
0: And, and I love huh? that he told you off-color limericks too. That he had—I oh, didn't told know he had everybody. a pension for that.
1: He had it. Uh, he would tell anybody all those nasty limericks. On the set, he'd just, you know, come out with all of these terrible limericks, and um, uh, everybody would laugh. And uh, you know, I I didn't think many of them were very funny. Yeah,
2: and and one time he was in a car with you on the way to a premiere, and he grabbed you (laughs) and started kissing you.
1: Well, uh, thankfully we were at a stop. In (laughs) fact, we were just (laughs) when he did it because I opened the door and. Practically fell out of the car, uh, but we would, had, had just pulled up to this to this um, uh, studio, you know where all the guards are and all of that. And he pulled this trick, and and um, I, you know, just got the door open, and literally I almost fell out of the out of the car. It was embarrassing. It was very, very Can embarrassing. Can imagine. So when you
2: let it be known that you are not at all interested in him.
1: What, what did he say
2: to you Angling. Uh
1: he, he really didn't have any opportunity because I, I really didn't have any more meetings with him after that. I,
2: I heard uh, in your book you say that at one point he said, I'll ruin your career.
1: Yeah, he did say that. He did say that, and I said, do what you have to do, and I sailed out the door. And two weeks later, I got the call from Charlie Chaplin to do The Countess of Hong Kong Wow. with Sophia Loren and Marlon Brando. So, nyan. <laughs> <laughs> and in
2: in birds, they it, it's it's like like a horror thing. I mean, where yes. in real life, he, they were throwing act, live birds at you, flinging them at you, and they're pecking at your skin and did you think like this was also uh hitchcock's revenge was like because he was angry that you didn't accept his advances
1: uh, uh i don't i don't know that it was that i i uh uh the, you know it 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 sounded worse than it was with the birds being thrown at me because i really was I apparently was very good at keeping them at bay. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of the of the timing of all of this. Yeah, it's been a, all it's been a long time. Happened. It has been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because pretty much when I, you know, said I was through, I I was finished. You know, it was after Marnie when that all that happened.
0: Yeah, you had to endure a lot in two two yeah. films.
1: Oh, I didn't endure anything. I didn't put up with anything, so I didn't have to endure it. Yeah, I just meant the um, stress and the. Um, yeah, that that is a stress is never good.
0: I just want to go back too, if I can, and this is this is a fascinating part of the book, Tippy. Is that you, you? You your initial meeting with him. You never discussed the work. You weren't at this point sure why he wanted to sign you, and then they put mm-hmm. you through the paces. You got a vocal coach. You went to meet with the the famous Edith Head. What was she like, Mm -hmm. by the way? Oh, she was— That's an icon.
1: She was a wonderful, wonderful woman. And I had the good fortune of um, uh, becoming—we became very good friends. And uh, it was not only awesome to watch her work, and uh, one of the things I I really appreciated about her was how she was able to twist the director's uh, mind uh, over to thinking the way she did— about the clothes and what what should happen right with the with the gowns and the dresses or the costume and the stu- the
0: studio was was also i mean here, here you're going through the uh the training now you've got the vocal training they're giving you mm-hmm. uh they've, they've introduced you to Edith head you're getting a wardrobe and the studio yes. was somewhat lukewarm to the idea of 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 using an unknown actress in this film
1: ah uh, yes they were they were and uh I thought well why why wouldn't they they're putting in somebody who's never you know really uh done a film ever before why should we give this <laughs> this role to an unknown completely who uh so I had um I had my work cut out for me and I said I am going to succeed I am going to do the I'm going to be putty in the hands of that director mhm
2: and you, you, loved both your leading men in those two movies, uh, Robert Taylor, a <laughs> oh, Rod, Rod, Taylor, Rod Taylor. I mean, mm-hmm. Rod Taylor yes. and Sean Connery.
1: Yes. Oh, they were fabulous. They were absolutely fabulous. They were they were good friends, um, consummate actors. It, it couldn't have been better.
0: Yeah, we're big Rod Taylor fans, and we just lost him not long ago, maybe maybe a year, uh, two years ago.
1: It was two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll tell
0: you, it's a great performance on your part, given given that it's your first film, and you're working with these crazy props, and you're working with animals, (laughs) and you're and you're going through this this uh, this this uh, 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 tumult off screen.
1: Yeah, it was a lot to handle. Really, it really was a lot of stuff going on.
2: And at one point. Where he filmed it for like something like five days, of you getting hit in the face with live birds.
1: With those birds, yeah. We started on Monday morning and Friday afternoon. Um, I, I, um, one of the birds because they had me uh, lying on the on the right by the door, and uh, they had the birds tied to me, and one of them jumped from my shoulder and. You know, the claw got me way too close to my eye. And I just got all those birds off of me and uh, just sat there and just cried from sheer exhaustion.
2: Oh, poor thing. Poor thing.
1: They can get some water bandages and they have to set it quickly. Bandages and terrible. Yeah, it's a touching part of They all left the me book. alone. Yeah. They all left me alone. Isn't that cute? Was hey. Cary
0: Grant visiting the set that
1: day? Cary Grant came during the, the filming. It wasn't It wasn't that day. Uh, It was another time that, you know, they were hurling birds at me. Oh, God. Hurling birds at you? Hurling birds at me. And he said, "Uh, I think you're the bravest woman I've ever met. And I said, well, I'm not sure that's the name for it.
2: And when you broke down crying after the bird almost poked your eye out, at the whole stage, everybody left, I heard. Yeah, they
1: did. They left me. Isn't that—I thought that was interesting. Yeah. They did, and I managed to—and I was so exhausted after that week. I, re, I I hardly remember driving home, and I got into my bed, and um, they—the uh, nanny for Melanie, you know, my daughter, mm-hmm. Melanie Griffith, um, the nanny couldn't wake me, so she called the doctor, and— um, uh, the doctor came and, uh, and uh, Hitchcock came as well, And the doctor, you know, examined me and, and uh, talked to me a little. And he looked over at Hitchcock's and he said, "What are you trying to do? Kill her?" Wow dum, da, dum, dum. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I don't think that's the case, but it was a thought.
0: And speaking of your co-star, yeah. Suzanne Plachet became a friend for life too.
1: Oh, she did indeed. Yes, and it was such a sadness that she became so ill and left us. And she was, she, you know, and she, it was it was she who said, "Tippy, it isn't always like this." You know, yeah, the, what I was going through with Hitchcock.
0: Good comedic actress, Suzanne Plachet.
1: Oh, she was a fine actress on every level.
0: Yeah, yes. yeah. Oh yes. Okay, we're going to take a quick moment and we're going to talk about one of our sponsors.
2: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today.
0: Your savings are waiting.
2: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price Priceline. And now back to the show. I remember, this is just a personal memory, going with my parents in Brooklyn. I was a little boy. I went with my parents in Brooklyn to see Marnie. Mm Mm-hmm. And I remember, as a kid, I called the movie Marty. Marty,
0: <laughs> not to be confused with Marty.
2: <laughs> and and, and I called the lead actor Sean Connery.
0: Nice yes. work.
1: Uh-huh. Very classy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you still like Marty. I I, I read uh, I read an interview with you, Tippy, and you, you that's that's uh, that's one of your favorites of your films.
1: It is yeah it is it was a it was an incredible character to to you know have the privilege of playing and um yes, it is my favorite role
0: and it's a shame that 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 what happened between you and Hitchcock i mean, you say in the book that at some point he just stopped caring about the film
1: ah uh, I think there, he did
0: yeah i think he did yeah it's unfortunate but it is a
1: shame it, it it is it is so tragic because uh, you know, when, when I, I first went under contract with him and we were doing the birds and uh and uh, and Marnie, uh we worked so well together. I would it was just he was an amazing director and uh I was very fortunate in having his his um being uh, you know, my first director sure. actually. And Alma was uh, involved
0: too, right? She was helping. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, so it was it was very heartbreaking when uh, when all this kind of fell apart.
0: And what happened with the phone booth scene too? And the and the, the birds. There's something you talk about in the book that I never knew. That the, there was supposedly shatterproof there was glass. Supposed
1: to have, it was supposed to be shatterproof glass, and uh, when you know when the the gull from the top of the studio, uh, it was on a it was on a thin wire, and. Um, uh, when it hit the glass, it just shattered over—I mean, it was awful. They spent the afternoon picking shards of glass out of my—with one side of my face. Wow. Um, uh, you know, but that that is what is called an accident. Right. And do
2: you do you think that Hitchcock actually did try to uh, ruin or damage your career afterwards?
1: Oh I, I I think he probably did. I, I just um, uh keeping me under contract, and his intention was not to put me in any other films. So I think that was uh, that was what his intention was. However, by some fluke, um, I got out of the contract. It was just all of a sudden, they called me and said, "Tippy, you're out of the contract." and i i I didn't even question. I was just so thrilled to be out of that, that um, I don't really know what happened. I wish somebody would tell me what happened.
2: Interesting. It, it's mm-hmm. funny because we had former child star uh, Billy Mummy on. Right, from Lost in Space. And he worked, as a kid, he worked with uh, Alfred Hitchcock, and he hated him to well, this day. He wasn't
0: kind to Billy, to Billy Mummy. I, 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 from what I understand yeah. about Hitchcock, he didn't tolerate children well.
1: He did not. No. Yeah. They weren't necessary.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did you ever, and this is, I'm sorry if this is a personal question, Tippy. did you ever confront his wife? Did you ever confront Alma? I mean, you had a relationship with her. I did. She was aware of what was going on. And... Oh, sure she was.
1: Yeah. In fact, um, one day we ended up at the, at the elevator. I, I remember the scene so well because it had, it had such an effect on me. Um, And um, she looked at me and she said, "Tippy, I'm so sorry that you have to go through all of this. And I looked at her and I said, but Alma, you could stop it. And her eyes just sort of glazed over and she turned and walked away. Wow. So
2: that was just part of it. She just knew Mm -hmm. he would be obsessed with these different actresses.
1: Yes, apparently.
2: Yeah, I saw the uh, the movie. Thought. It's
1: all very sick, isn't it?
2: Yes, yes.
1: Yeah, it really is.
2: And he had this obsession with blonde actresses. so they say. Hmm. Seemed to be. Yeah. How much I saw
0: the picture with Sienna Miller and and Toby Jones, the uh, the girl. How 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 much of that yes. was accurate, in your opinion? Oh, it was
1: very accurate. In fact, when they they uh, wanted to do that that uh, um, film they called me because they had to get my approval oh to do it and i said well i i will approve it if you let me be involved with um the whole screening of it the, the writing of it and all of it so um, that was quite quite accurate did he
0: there's uh, I, sometimes you read things on imdb tippy and you don't know if they're factual or not you you offered uh, were you up for a role in bedtime story in the rando picture that's what they said. Uh, I know there was a true. it was supposedly I a Truffaut offer. Francois Truffaut.
1: Yeah, something, there was something that that um, uh, Truffaut was involved in. Uh, but, um, oh gosh, that was so long ago. Was it Fahrenheit
0: 451? Or
1: Yeah, I don't know. It might have been.
0: Yeah, something that, that Hitchcock yeah. put the kibosh on. Yes. You suspect. So tell us about Countess from Hong Kong, which is another, I mean, you're, you are the only actor... As I was telling Gilbert before you came in, to work to be directed by both Alfred Hitchcock and Charlie Chaplin. Yes. Which is a pretty cool thing. It's a,
1: it's a wonderful distinction.
0: Yes, it is.
1: Yes. So it's like
2: once you're out of your contract with Hitchcock, of old people, Charlie Chaplin.
1: Isn't that awesome? <laughs> yeah. I thought, Wait. wow, uh, bingo.
0: We've done 137 of these episodes, uh, Tippi, and I think we only had Uh maybe one or two people that worked with Chaplin. A character actor named Marvin Kaplan uh, worked worked with Chaplin, Mm -hmm. but I can't think of anybody else. You would be the second person.
1: Yeah, well, he was amazing. Uh, Marlon Brando and Sophia Loren were in the uh, film as well, Uh, and... um, uh, Sophia was wonderful when she enjoyed Charlie and uh, uh, Marlon Brando wanted to quit. He tried to get out of the contract because uh, the way Charlie directed and which I loved, he acted out all of our parts and then he'd say, all right, now you do it now. <laughs> Amazing. And, <laughs> and, well, can you imagine Marlon Brando no. handling that? No. No, you can't. And he wanted to get out of the contract and— uh, Of course, he couldn't get out of it, and um, he spent a miserable couple of weeks.
0: But you yourself were impressed by Chaplin, you say in the book.
1: Oh, yes. Yes, I was. And you said he did
2: everything on the movie, wrote it, directed it, the music.
1: He did. Yes. It was just the whole thing was, was Charlie Chaplin.
0: Did you have a pinch That's me moment awesome. at, at any point Tippi, that you're thinking, you know, I'm this I'm, oh, a, I'm a small town girl from Minnesota uh, and now I'm being directed by I'm in yeah. a movie with Charlie Chaplin yeah. and Marlon Brando.
1: Oh, I've had so many pinch me moments about that that I'm black and blue still. I'll bet.
2: <laughs> yeah. And of course, needless to say, uh, Brando came on to you too.
1: Oh, well, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I mean, he's a big star, and he and I just said, uh, you know, something, Ron. I don't think we're going to be doing that. (laughs) That was the end of that. (laughs) Oh well, (laughs) it wasn't my first rodeo, you know.
0: Yeah, interesting that the the, you guys and I saw an interview with you. You said you never had any dalliances with your leading men. You respected them. You liked them.
1: Yes. I did, and I wanted to keep it that way
0: very professional well here's an interesting turning point in your career is you 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 go off to africa to mm-hmm. to to make a couple of films, and uh your life changes in a very very dramatic way
1: it was it was sort of like destiny really was um uh the film that that i that I did there was working with um a lion and um uh, and also, just being in Africa is a monumental experience and um
0: you were in Zimbabwe originally, and yes yeah
1: yes uh and uh it was extremely exciting and wonderful and um and that's where I you know got this this uh, feeling about the lions and uh, all of the animals in the wild and and the Problems they have with encroaching civilization, sport hunting, and of course, worst of all, poaching, and sure. how many, how many of the animals were d- disappearing uh, just because of those horrible situations. So it, it, it um, um, uh, getting back to the back to the uh, to L.A., uh, we uh, we met a lion who was a working lion. And right. uh, he would come over to the house every now and then and <laughs> so hang out with us. and you know it was just it was bizarre. and we we'd take photographs of him at, at, at my house. and it, it got it, it became a rumor that I had this lion living in our house with us, which is not true. <laughs> um, he'd come and visit, yes, but he was not living. At our house, I mean, I want to straighten that out with everybody right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was just so amazing to have this lion as a friend, and um, uh, my then husband and I became involved with with uh, doing a film about the animals in the wild, and we chose the, the big cats as our movie stars.
0: Right, and thus begins the odyssey. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's a romantic notion, isn't it?
0: Well, I, I, I'm struck by a couple of things. One is the trainer told you uh, that that the uh, the animal could love you at one minute, and just just turn Completely, inexplicably. Yes.
1: Well, it's not turning. It's just that's who they are. Right. That's their You're nature. Their, yes, yeah. They they go
2: back you. to being a lion. Yes. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah. Were you? you were oh, living, oh, go be, ahead. Go ahead. Be, before you you know where my head is. <laughs> every second uh before we go to we'll get back to raw in a minute
0: he's going into the gutter again yes Debbie. i apologize yes. in advance for it.
2: oh boy uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: president
2: kennedy oh that's
1: one
0: of the uh, things in the book yes. yeah that's interesting
1: <laughs> yeah well uh i was uh, uh over in the south of france um um actually i was I, I was on a trip around the world and um which i i did because my then husband was in the army and he was um stationed in japan and i uh, he was going to be there for a while so i was going to meet him there and so i made the arrangements and i was while i was uh, uh, dealing with the, the the traveling tickets you know in the air, with the air with the with the plane um I thought, wow, I'm halfway around the world. Why don't I just come home the other half, and go through Europe and all of that, and Asia and Europe, and and uh, so that's exactly what I did. And um, so I was, um, uh, I was in the south of France, and we met uh, uh, Mr. Kennedy, and he was. Very charming, as why not? He should be. A senator at that point. Uh, He was a senator. Yeah. Uh And, um, uh, you know, it was just a a lovely afternoon. And um, so after that afternoon, I went back to my hotel and um, uh, I was uh, going to have dinner with friends and— uh, I received a call, c- phone call, saying that Senator Kennedy is downstairs. He has sent a car for you. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Uh, I, you know what? I have plans for this evening. Tell him thank you very much. But I have, I have by evening planned already. But I thought, wow, what a, you know how, what an assumption to make, you know that somebody would just be ready there and right go off. Isn't that interesting?
0: Good for you, Tippy.
1: Yeah. Well, I've had a good Lutheran background. <laughs> <laughs> with good, good Lutheran parents, and yeah, we had rules and yeah. regulations.
0: My my wife is Lutheran <laughs> and also for, uh, Finnish roots, similar to similar to your <laughs> yeah. own.
1: Uh huh. Yeah she <laughs> she
0: re, she read your book too and related to that.
1: Oh yes, yeah.
0: But I just I have to get back to the lions visiting your house in Sherman okay. Oaks, and the and neighbors asking you if there was a lion living there. I mean, it's really one of the funny parts oh, of the yeah. book. Oh
1: yeah, because he'd he'd we uh, we had a um, um, our backyard was the swimming pool and you know all of that, and of course he'd go out there and hang out for a while. And one day he started a roar, and you know that sound carries for miles.
0: <laughs> Imagine. I mean,
1: it really does, and. um uh, the phone rang, and this neighbor said, "Tippy, I'm having the strangest things happening. I, I'm, I'm hearing a lion roaring, and um, I made up some kind of an excuse about, oh, no, 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 that was a, that was a motorcycle out in front. I thought it sounded like a lion too, but no, no, no it's just a motorcycle <laughs> rubbing up, and." <laughs> But you can't stop that roaring. You know, there's no way you can say, shh, shh you know, don't do that. Quiet,
2: quiet. And this is. I would think, too, with a lion, even if it's not turning vicious or anything, it just being a cat, like if you play with a cat, it'll hit you with its paw. And I'm thinking, so sometimes maybe if they're just playing with you, they're hitting you with their paw, but their paw has a lot of power in it. Yes, it does. And claws that could tear you in half.
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, fortunately, the, uh, the trainer was around all the time. That uh, The, the lion's name was Neil, and uh, he was, um, he was a, definitely a gentleman. He was really a very, very well-trained animal, and um, uh, he was a, a contented animal as well. He was an amazing it was a, a, a to to meet a, an animal like that and to have a relationship that that was safe uh was a, a great gift to me
0: yeah there's yeah. a fun story of him jump jumping on the table and and helping himself to the uh was it <laughs> what was it the roast or the chicken
1: oh yeah at yeah, your house yeah, we were, yeah it was um oh gosh i don't i don't know what's what it was a one of our celebrations and uh, that we uh, we Americans have <laughs> during the year, and uh, we were having dinner, and um, it was a special time. I don't know whether it was Easter or what, it was something like that, and um, uh, we wanted to get photographs of Neil, uh, and there was a landing above uh, the, the dining area, and we put Neil up there. And of course, we were having uh, meat at the at the dinner, and um, all of a sudden, I guess Neil just thought, hey, I, "I I'm in for that," <laughs> and so he he jumped over the railing and landed on the table, and of course, the whole table tipped over, and um, all of, <laughs> I was at the head of the table, and the table was an oval, and it tipped over, and All everything, the wine glasses, the candles, the plates, everything came down to my side. This is a (laughs) full-grown lion at this point. It was a, it was a full-grown lion. Wow! And um, he just made his point that he wanted to get some of that, some of that (laughs) dinner as well.
0: I learned about these cats reading your book, I, and it's fascinating too. I think it, maybe it was the same visit to your house at which point, uh, where the 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 Neil was acting up, and the trainer had to take him into the kitchen. Yes, and says, you know, he has to he has to win. The trainer makes himself tall yes. and tries to intimidate the cat. And and there's something in the book. Explain that to our listeners because it's fascinating. Well, there,
1: yeah, there. Uh, when you are working with an animal like that, you have to have uh a really, really good solid relationship with that animal, and that had animal has to understand that he is not he is not the power that the human is and um uh, they um they got into a fight in our kitchen.
0: that's amazing
1: yeah, and it, all of a sudden the 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 trainer slammed the door shut. Uh, We had two different doors to go to the kitchen. Both doors slammed, and then, all this ruckus was going on in there. And then finally it died down. And um, uh, as as, um, they were walking out the door and out the front door, I was kind of right behind them, and I heard the trainer say to Neil the lion, why did you act like that? They're very nice people. (laughs) (laughs) i I got a whole different look at that whole relationship i thought does neil understand what he said it was just amazing
0: talking him like a child
1: yeah yeah and is that whole thing
2: like kind of like the alpha male with uh where the you know like with dogs or a lot of animals like that you have to show that you're the superior you're the one in charge the well, leader you,
1: yeah that that is certainly is what you attempt to do with um, with uh, any of the great cats yeah the trainer and, uh,
2: the trainer says
0: in the book that he had to win that showdown because if he'd yes. lost it he had to end the relationship with the cat
1: that's right
0: because he would never feel he would never feel safe again he would never feel like he was in control that's again right yes and then we have to ask you about roar which is absolutely fascinating as i was just alluding to before and uh it's interesting because at the time if i and and correct me if i'm wrong about this at the time you and your husband uh, who made the film you you were you were trying to show there was a part of you at least that was trying to show that humans and these cats could coexist could live together Mm -hmm. but over the years do i have this right you came to change your position on that
1: i definitely changed my position on it. They are apex predators. They have instincts that can never be removed. And, um, uh, you know, all the the people who work with the animals, uh, with the lions and tigers and all of that, um, uh, it's a a very specific relationship that they have with those animals, and they always, the human always has to win. Right. And... uh, uh, it's, um, it's a precarious business to be in, to say the least.
0: So you and your husband at the mm-hmm. time embarked on this, what became an 11-year odyssey <laughs> to to bring this story, this passion project of yours to the screen, which was later called Roar. But it's, yes. it's fi- it was finally completed. And I have to tell our listeners, I mean, it's fascinating uh, uh, on well, a lot if you of levels. If
1: you, I, I think it is, too.
0: Yeah. Yes. I mean not just for the obvious reasons not just for the, the you know the the way it, the way it was uh, it, it was sold and it recently was in the South South by Southwest Film Festival in, mm-hmm. in 2015 I mean it was a little bit in, in a sense it was rediscovered but the injuries on the set Jan de Bont, who went on to direct Speed and and Twister was was injured required 200 220 stitches to put his head back together but the, yeah. that's fascinating on 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 one level but to to watch it and to see you guys just coexisting with these animals that were
1: untrained, yes, they were
0: because you couldn't find enough trainers in California no, we couldn't <laughs> it's, it's a fascinating piece of work I mean it's terrifying
1: no because all the all, all the trainers had the had the um, uh, the 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 thinking uh of well, I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna let my cat work with another cat. It doesn't know they'd kill each other. Uh, and um you know, so uh all of the animals had to be introduced very, very carefully. It was a horribly dangerous time for us. Yeah. It really was. It was just crazy.
0: And you were you were uh was it cherries, that, the the tiger that, that, that bit you?
1: It was a lion, lioness. A lioness. Yes, yeah, she got me in the back of the head.
2: Right. And, and yeah, and Melanie also got hurt.
1: Melanie did as well. She, um, but, um, you know, we survived. But it yeah. was crazy. It I, was I crazy, don't know. Crazy, to crazy me, time. after
2: the first injury, I would have been out of there. <laughs> I think a lot of people would have been. <laughs>
1: well, I, you know, I, I, I understand your thinking there. <laughs> Completely, <laughs> it
0: it is a wild. I heard I heard a film critic describe it as, as saying it makes Apocalypse Now look like a children's birthday party. <laughs> I mean, which no, is a great line. I, I I watched but, it. Yeah. I couldn't tear myself away from it. It's kind of like the real Jurassic Park, in a well, way. It
1: kind of was that way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a but, family you know, film. Yes, it is a family film, and uh, I hope the whole audience got the idea. Do do not do this. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You're very, you're very brave. I mean, Melanie was. Bra- How old was Melanie? She was a teen.
1: She was a yeah. She was in her teens.
0: Yeah, and you and your uh, and your husband got gangrene. No,
1: and, no, 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 no. I did. Oh, you did. I did. He he didn't. I did. Um, it was in on my on my on my uh, my right leg. I still have a scar from it. Wow. But there are, there are two different kinds of gangrene. I learned all about this. Uh, there are <laughs> two amazing. different kinds of gangrene. There's the black gangrene and the green gangrene. And what you want is the black one because that won't, isn't, you don't have to have your limb cut off, which is, was really good news for me.
2: Yeah. And, and what yeah. was it like when the doctor said that word, gangrene?
1: It's chilling. It's, it's frightening because uh, this is a word that we have all heard and, uh, and not in good situations.
0: Yeah, how many animals were there? There were over 100 animals in the film.
1: I think close to that.
0: Yeah. Sure. And an elephant.
1: Yeah. And or two elephants. Elephant. We had two elephants, yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Timbo it, and Kura.
0: Right. Was it Timbo that injured you?
1: Oh, he didn't injure me. I fell, I fell off of him. I see. And on my way down, my, my leg got caught between his tusk and his trunk. And when he put his trunk down, my leg was in between. That's what the problem was.
0: Right. So, th- I mean, and there's so much in the book that happens. I mean, there were floods. There were, I mean, the, the things that befell the making of this movie, you could write a book about. I think, I think oh, you, did absolutely. A, you did a TV special or, or, or a documentary about <laughs> about the making of it,
1: <laughs> yes, we it's did. It's
0: absolutely fascinating. I urge our listeners yeah. to check it out. It's dis- it's it's disturbing and and at the same time, it's beautiful in a way because you really see these animals having yeah, their well, run of know, the place.
1: You know the 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 wonderful thing that uh, came out of this movie was uh, the Shambhala Preserve. Yes, and where we rescue big cats that have been born in the United States to be sold as a pet or for financial gain. And, uh, uh, it, you know, it got so bad that I was saying, why doesn't our country, why doesn't the United States have laws against these animals being born? They're apex predators. Why are they being born to be sold as a pet? And I put a bill, bill together and uh, took it to my congressman. And he said, it'll never fly, Tippy, because it's such a big business. And I said, well, we'll we've got to try. And uh, I got the bill passed. Oh, congratulations. It's called Big, it's called big Cats and Public Safety Protection Act. And I think it was 2003 that it was passed, and since then, the numbers of big cats being born and to be sold as pets has diminished tremendously. That's wonderful. So I'm, I'm and very and
0: proud and tell us that. when will and we'll do this again just before we wrap. But tell us how people can can support both the Roar Foundation and also Shambhala.
1: Oh well, you can look us up on our website. Which is Shambhala, S H A M B A L A dot org o r g, and um, you know it's the national debt to keep the place going because those cats are not, uh, they're not inexpensive. They eat a lot. And it's all. <laughs> they eat a lot, and and uh, it's all meat, you know, and um, uh, beef, and uh, we have a ten thousand pound freezer, which we incredible keep. Yeah, it's a a huge, huge thing we do. I hope you'll come out and visit us.
0: I would love to. I don't don't know if Gilbert will probably wait in the car.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, you'll be perfectly safe, Gilbert. (laughs) Do do not fear.
2: (laughs) We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast after this.
0: Brag a little bit about your good work, Tippi. Do you have any idea of how many animals you've rescued? In the time you've been uh, doing this,
1: you know I don't. You know something I don't know, Ballpark? and I don't really no. even know how I could find out. Really? Um, uh, yeah, uh, because there had been so many that, uh, and so many of them were in the movie, and uh, and not all of them. Uh, we couldn't use all of them because they were too dangerous, you know. So we became literally a rescue uh, during the filming of this movie.
0: I learned something else about you in the book, too. I did not know that Tippy, I, uh, your real name is Natalie.
1: Nathalie. Nathalie, a, with an a H. Yes. Natalie. So tippy is, tippy is what?
0: It's a nickname? Uh, of... when,
1: uh, my daddy just couldn't call me Nathalie. He just couldn't do it. So he started calling me Tupsa, which is a Swedish, Swedish term of endearment. Tupsa. T- T-U-P-S-A. <laughs> and then it, got, got a, when it came around to being Tippy, Tips, and then Tippy. And, um, yeah, and that works. Yes.
0: I can't, <laughs> I can't. It served I think
1: you. Nathalie is, I don't think I am the Nathalie type. I, I can't even say it. You
0: know? Isn't it funny the twists and turns of life takes because you talk in the book about yes. how you just, you wanted to be a figure skater.
1: Oh, desperate. I still do. <laughs> there's, still I still do. <laughs> there's still time. Yeah, there's still time and and
0: And you became a world-famous actress and animal activist. it's a, It's a yeah. strange journey.
1: It is. Life does that to you, and i'm I'm thrilled for my life. i I love my life. I love what I've been able to go. I've loved the traveling that that uh, I've been able to do and the people that I've met and uh, and the best of uh, part of it is the Shambhala Preserve, of course, with the
0: we, we brought up Melanie. Let's, let's, let's talk about her a little bit if we can. You, you, you said you never encouraged her to be an actress.
1: No. I've, I've, never, I've never encouraged anybody, any, anybody to be anything because I think it's, it should be the choice of that person uh, of what they want to do and what they want to be. And uh, it was a surprise to me when Melanie said that she wanted to become an actress and she's had a I wonderful career. I really was career. surprised. Oh, indeed.
2: Yes. And yes, she at one point uh got married and you were you were against it. She got married to who's best known for Miami Vice Don Johnson.
1: Yes. She did. Well, uh, first of all, they were they were were both too young uh to to be getting married and uh uh it, 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 I was just saddened by it more than anything.
2: Yeah. It, and then it, it didn't work out. Um. It didn't.
0: But you, have, but you have a wonderful granddaughter.
1: Yeah. Indeed, I do.
0: Yes, and now she's a big Dakota, star.
1: Dakota is a huge star. Yes. So it's a I whole acting girl.
0: dynasty. It really is a dynasty. It's like the Barrymores <laughs> yeah. now.
1: Yeah, I have, I have <laughs> created a dynasty. That's a nice thing to say. <laughs> I have created a dynasty. <laughs> Mel- Melanie
0: is, is, you know, she's had a wonderful career and not just, I mean, yes. people talk about Working Girl, obviously. She's very good in a film you're in too, Pacific Heights.
1: Yes, I, I'm just a blink in it.
2: Yeah. That's all right. And yeah. she's also in a film, she was very young at the time, and it's a favorite of mine, and that's Night Moves. Oh, Night Moves with, with, with Hackman. Hackman. Isn't
1: that a good one? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, she's done amazing things, and she's um, uh, she's one of the best moms I've ever I've ever encountered. She has been so terrific with her children.
0: That's nice. It's
1: been amazing. Something yeah, wild so is another proud performance
0: I like a lot with oh, her and Jeff yes. Daniels. Yes. Yeah.
2: And and most importantly, she was on Hollywood Squares with me. There you go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> was she? I didn't know that. Yeah.
2: She was Are on you Hollywood serious? Squares with me. Why
1: didn't she tell me she was going to be on that? Oh.
2: <laughs> That's fun. I didn't I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh was, yeah. When was this? Oh God. When when was That's those a long time years ago. that I was on that show? What do you
0: remember about some of these uh some of these projects? Uh I'm looking from my list here, Tippi. Uh You're very funny on Dream On, a show, a show oh, I like. Oh, wasn't that fun? Yes. You played Wendy Malik's oh, mother.
1: I did, and that was fun, and, and Wendy Malik is a fun lady, too.
0: What do you, what do you remember? Uh, we, uh, now I'm, we're asking you to go way back here, and we'll, we'll wrap it up soon, but this is fun for us. We love Ben Gazzara. Do you remember about making Run for Your Life with Ben Gazzara? Yeah, I do. One of Gilbert's favorite sure? actors. Yeah,
1: I yeah. always enjoyed right. him. Yeah, and he's a he's a wonderful actor, a great
2: actor. Gone now uh, a number of years.
1: Yeah, which is sad. And
2: that was one of those uh, uh, we did a whole show on those running shows, along mm-hmm. with the fugitive. Oh yeah, because and... it was
0: a run for your life was kind of a fugitive uh, knockoff. There yes. were a lot of them
2: mm-hmm.
0: in those days. Yeah, there. You were. worked with so many great actors too over the years. I did. Yeah, it's been a hell of a run. Uh,
1: I think so. What
0: well, you're you're fond of a movie you made called I Woke Up Early the Day I Died.
1: <laughs> well just that <laughs> title is great, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, and then you're in Citizen Ruth yeah, and, and Citizen I Heart Ruth, Huckabee's Citizen two movies Ruth. I like a lot.
1: Yeah. I do too.
2: You, I, I've heard strange stories of the director.
0: Oh, David Russell.
2: Yeah. David O. Russell. I've heard some horror stories about him. Really? Yeah. Oh, tell me. I haven't you, heard any. You had no problem with them then. No. Oh. I think he
0: had a couple of run ins with George Clooney and, and Lily Tomlin, rather yeah. F- famously. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. We're not to tell tales out of school, but what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and t- could you talk oh, okay. a little bit, uh, uh, Tippy, just re- tell us anything you remember about the Harrod Experiment, which is another wild movie?
1: Uh, well, the Harrod Experiment. Uh, uh, that's where we met Melanie, and I met Don Johnson. Right, right. That's how that whole thing happened.
0: But she, it's, you and James Whitmore, uh huh, and an interesting cast. Gilbert would appreciate Ted Cassidy. Wow, was in it. Yes,
1: Do you remember him? that? That man was tall.
0: Yes, and Bruno, a young Bruno and Kirby, is in it.
1: Oh, geez, uh,
0: and Fred what? Willard and Billy Saluga.
2: The Ace Trucking.
0: Co- I know this is like weird memory lane, Tippy, but this is the uh-huh. kind of stuff we talk about on this show.
2: And Billy Saluga. <laughs> we love
0: character actors.
2: Billy Saluga was wasn't he? Uh, well, you can call That's the me. Guy. Ray, yeah. And you can call me J. That's right. But you don't have to call me Johnson. That's the guy. And even by today's standards, a bold movie. Uh-huh.
0: The Harrod Experiment.
1: Yeah,
2: it was and we should get saluga on the show we'll have to get yeah.
0: him and 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 one last thing about hitchcock is and and i i, I found this kind of touching um uh, in the book too is that that for everything that you went through uh and this this mistreatment if you will or this uh, at the very least unprofessionalism mm-hmm. you 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 did feel uh you did attend his his service
1: i did yeah i i mean the man was one of the most prominent director uh producer directors in the business um uh you know the, the the fact that that um uh he made my life a little bit uncomfortable and and that had to be straightened out but that is legion i mean i if i if you if you if you uh uh just said, I'm not going to have anything to do with anybody who has pulled those cards. Of course. Uh, you probably wouldn't have too many friends in the world, uh, which is kind of sad. But uh, nevertheless, uh, uh, it was just a, a, a sad thing that, that happened that I didn't want to be involved in, and uh, I solved that problem immediately. So...
0: And after um, Marnie and after you after you you parted company after the film wrapped you, you 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 never spoke a word again?
1: Uh I don't believe we did.
0: No. Did you stay in touch with
2: with Alma and his daughter at all? No. Uh-uh. Not not at all. And yeah. and after the divorce your your daughter's divorce years later Don Johnson went over to you and apologized to you, I think.
1: Yes, he did. Yes. Well, that's
0: sweet.
2: Yeah.
1: Is well, he... Don uh, Don is, is uh, um, and his family are close to Melanie and, and her family. It's a it's a it's a really good thing. You know, they're they're good friends and and uh, it's really wonderful.
0: How do you feel about being the matriarch of an acting
2: dynasty?
1: good i feel very good about it it's a cool thing
2: and (laughs) the idea that your granddaughter aside from other movies was in like the most talked about movie of 50 shades of gray like that's one of those movies everybody was discussing
0: yeah she's quite good in it too it's it's it seems like it's a difficult role
1: well she's a she's an extremely good actress she's excellent i haven't seen the movie I okay. haven't seen it yet. Okay, I'm I'm going to see it one day. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> it. oh it's one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, and that's okay.
0: Well, we have to plug the book again because it's a it, it's an engrossing read. Tippy, a memoir, <laughs> and and it's it's quite a ride. I I will urge our, uh, you know, of course, if our listeners haven't seen the birds or Marnie, shame on you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Where have you been? Where have you been? And
2: did you draw those little birds on the book cover?
1: I did. Well, you know, when when I first did did my first movie, and I went to one of uh, those—I don't know whether it was a screening or something—but all you know, the fans are out there, and they want your autograph and all of that. And on one of them, I put a a bird. I mean, just that little, just the, the two wings, you know. And, um, uh, didn't think anything more about it. And the next time I went to one of those events, and the fans were there, uh, and again, the autographing, uh, I signed my name, and he said, "Where are the birds?" <laughs> it 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 apparently it just traveled right through all the fans, and uh, so now I I have to put the birds on. <laughs> You <laughs> have to.
0: The pressure's on I mean, on my now.
1: signature isn't my signature without the birds. They're all over the book. They're on the cover.
2: They're starting <laughs> each paragraph. There was one yeah. bird that you got close to that you had, I mean,
0: not... Uh, Buddy. So, yeah, yeah, Buddy.
1: Yeah. Was oh, he, he was a, a, a crow? very handsome... No, a raven. A raven. No, we didn't have any crows in there. We had all ravens. It was just beautiful. And he became such a good friend. He'd uh, come hopping. He was the uh he was the the bird that uh, Ray Berwick, the late Ray Berwick, who's the bird trainer, uh would use for all of the close up things that had to be done and um, um uh buddy would come hopping up into my dressing room and he'd hop up onto my dressing table and throw all the makeup around and, and and then he'd sit on my shoulder and then he'd hop onto my top of my head and we became very, very close. It was a really sweet relationship. It's I
0: liked him. yeah. It's it's a, a, given given everything you went through. It it, it, it yeah. Can you watch those films? Is, is it too painful now? Can you sit no. and watch the birds no, or morning? No,
1: no. Of course I can. Yeah, it's, yeah, of course.
0: Good for you. We have a friend. He's a comedian, uh, Tippi, named Mario Cantone. I don't know if you're familiar with his work. Did you, did you ever watch the show Sex on the City?
1: I uh, did. Yes, I have seen. Okay, several. so he was the uh-huh. he
0: was Charlotte's friend, the wedding planner. Ah. Anyway, the point I'm getting to is he does an absolutely wonderful routine about the birds, which I'm going to send you.
1: Oh, how cute. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> that you're going
0: you're gonna to eat up with a spoon.
1: Okay. It's about I'd a like five-minute
0: scene uh, that he does. from He did a, a one-man show on Broadway about the birds, and it's so specific to the movie. Wonderful. At, and if you've never seen it, I think you'll love
1: it. I'd like to have it. Thank you.
2: And I, I just got a flashback with Marnie. That the yeah. gimmick in the movie was that when you'd see red, the whole screen would turn red. Yeah. Wasn't that good?
1: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Did Sean Connery pay you a compliment? Do I have this right? That he said
1: that... He uh, did. Yes, he I did. do deep that research. I, yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What did he say? Boy. What did he say? Well, Can you share the, it with us? He was, he was being interviewed, you know, and uh, I guess he was asked the question, who do you think are the you know, best actors in... Uh, in Hollywood, and um, and uh, he said, well, I think they're all kind of all the, pretty much the same, uh, except maybe Tippi Hedren, and I, I, I have that little thing framed. Wow. I've got it framed.
0: Praise from yeah. Caesar, as they say. Yes. How nice. I was
1: very honored.
0: You're not from Los Angeles, Miss Edgar. Insurance is only pronounced insurance in the South, and that's where you're from. Well, around here? You're a cold, practiced little method actress of a liar.
1: I can't help it.
2: It would appear not.
1: I don't mean that. I mean, I wasn't born in California. I was born in Richmond, Virginia. My father deserted us when I was a baby. My mother and I lived in Richmond until I was seven. And then we moved to California, where mother could get work in the airplane factories. That's the truth, I swear it.
0: Well, Mr. Gottfried... Yeah, we'll let this lady get on to her many commitments, but well, we're going to plug the book again.
2: <laughs> plug the book, oh, Tippy,
0: Tippy, <laughs> a memoir. Yeah. It's terrific, and there's a great picture of you on the back holding. I don't know if you can see. Is that
2: Buddy?
1: Yes, Buddy. That's <laughs> Buddy on your arm. <laughs> That's him. That's and him. Do you want to
2: give a plug to your um, charities again?
1: Your oh, home. I do. I if. Uh uh you will look up uh shambala dot org s h a m b a l a dot and uh find out when the shambala preserve is open and if you will send us all your money um, <laughs> we're on we're a we're a non profit organization and with all those that meet those lions and tigers eat it's no wonder it's non profit
0: how how far uh, from l a is the is the is the preserve uh
1: Oh, it depends on the traffic, but um, generally uh, we say it, it's an hour drive.
0: Okay, so we we say we're going to do some shows out there eventually, uh, Tippy. Some of these podcasts, and if we come out okay. there, you'll you'll give Gilbert and I a tour of the.
2: Of course. Okay. <laughs> I,
1: I, I'll of be course. back in my hotel. <laughs> oh, oh, you sissy! <laughs> what, what'd she call him? I called him a sissy. <laughs> That's an honor. No, you've never been, you've called been called a sissy, a sissy before. By have Tippi Hedren. You? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's a
2: career. That's a career
1: highlight. Oh, you could put that on your. Uh,
2: That'll you be in my resume. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <So we look.
0: laughs> Tippy, we were thrilled when we heard you agreed to do this, and it was a thrill for us.
1: Well, it's been a, a wonderful interview. I think it's the best I've ever had. Thank you. Seriously,
2: that's so sweet of you. That's, oh, so yes. that's really the first fun, time a woman think? ever said that yeah. to me. That's the best shot I've ever had. Maybe the last.
0: <laughs> the book is called Tippy. It's a wonderful read. Uh, I urge our listeners to get it and and watch Roar because it's an absolutely fascinating experience. Also, go on YouTube because there's videos of you uh, at Shambala uh, yes. giving giving little tours, video tours, and explaining yeah. what happens there and introducing us to the animals.
2: Yes. And in wrapping up, I'm Gilbert Gottfried, and this has been Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast with my co-host <laughs> Frank Santo Padre, and we've been talking to the great Tippy Hendrix. <laughs> Thank you. Who called me a sissy? <laughs> Did it I did say I was the newspaper. best she's ever had. That's okay
0: because you just called her Tippy Hendren.
1: Oh, uh, that trend? Oh, Did
0: you really?
1: Did you did you put an N in there? Where now it's, you're even. Supposed to be? Okay.
0: Tippy Hendren. <laughs> that's, that's it. Tippy, thanks for this. This was thank a treat. Our, our listeners will love it.
1: Oh, thank you. Uh, so go buy uh, Tippy and take her home with you.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>